One of my goals with the Novel Marketing Podcast is to introduce you to different tools that you can use to make your life easier as an author. This can be tools to help you write better, publish more easily, and get more email subscribers and get more readers. And I'm relatively agnostic as to which tools you use. I've seen different tools work for different authors. I do know of many scams. You'll never hear me have Ex Libris on this show or iUniverse or Author Solutions. These companies are taking advantage of authors. But I do want to have every legitimate company on the show at one point or another. Every company that can help an author, I want to give them their chance to share what they do with you, my audience. Not every company is the fit for every author, but I feel like the best way to make an informed decision is to be informed. And so in this episode, I talk with the CEO of Authors XP. If you don't know what Authors XP is, you are in for a treat. And to find out what Authors XP does for authors and how it can help you get more email subscribers and get more readers, keep listening to the Novel Marketing Podcast, the longest running book marketing podcast in the world. I'm your host, Thomas Umstadt Jr., and this is the show for authors who want to sell more books, build their platform, and make a living with writing worth talking about. And our guest today is a USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestselling author who has written over 20 books. And she started Authors XP in 2017 to help fellow indie authors promote their books and avoid marketing pitfalls. Amy Van Sant, welcome to the Novel Marketing Podcast. Thank you. Hello. So what is Authors XP? It started out as a newsletter swap, basically. I was getting frustrated, as every author does. I don't think anybody starts writing books in the hopes that they'll become a marketer, but unfortunately, that's what happens. So I thought it would be great if the authors would just work together and do newsletter swaps. I'll put my books in your newsletter. You put your books in my letter. But that's really hard to organize. So it started out as that. And as things went on, I started to think, well, I should probably have a newsletter just to send to readers. I need to start getting more readers to the site to help the authors. So then I started giveaways that would bring readers to the site. And I arranged it so that pretty much all the prizes were books so that we wouldn't get everybody in the world, we would get readers. So the list would be more valuable in the long run, even if it took longer to build. And because I had readers at that point, then I started doing a daily deal newsletter, like BookBub type thing. And authors would say, hey, can you do beta readers. So I'd add beta readers. I want to, I need reviews. So slowly but surely everything got added. Yeah. So let's walk through those. Let's talk about beta readers. So when you say beta readers, this is like a matchmaking service for readers who want to do beta reading. Cause there's a certain kind of reader who's like, Oh, someone would just ask me. I could point out all the things wrong in these books that I'm reading and make them so much better. <laughs> and some of those people turn out to be really good beta readers, but they may have no idea who you are as an author. And so walk us through how your beta reader matchmaking service works. It started out with just the readers that were in the read and review, the people that had signed up just to review books. And then I sent out a note to all of them and said, hey, would you be interested in beta reading this book? And I got back a lot more people than I thought. And then as time went on, the list would get a little more refined. Some people would say, yeah, I'd love to, and then never actually read the book. Of course, that happens. But 
I ended up with a really, really great list of people who that's what they want to do. They love it. They love helping authors. They love talking to the authors. I hear back from the authors that they've become friends with a lot of these people. So it kind of works out for everybody. So tell us about the read and review program. Is this helping authors get more reviews on their books? Yeah, it's just to get them reviews on Amazon. There's a lot of services that do that out there, but a lot of them are illegal as far as Amazon's concerned. They go against the terms of service and they pay people to be reviewers. And the authors don't always know. I mean, these sites pop up every five minutes. There's another site. In fact, I sometimes in my newsletters to the authors, I'll debunk sites. I'll go and I'll look at their registrations and see that they got the domain name like yesterday. <laughs> They're just throwing things up, seeing what money they can get from people and then running away. So this is just actual readers. And I have a whole list of books from authors that want reviews and they can go and they can read them and review them. And if they don't, they don't. That's all we can do. We can't pay them. We can't incentivize them. But a good number of them do. Enough of them do. And you never know. Maybe somebody who didn't bother to do a review just keeps thinking about that book and ends up buying the second one. So how does that program work? If I'm an author and I want to get my book featured to get more reviews, how would I do that? Oh, you just sign up. If you go to authorsxp.com, up in the upper right, there's a login. If you've never been there before, you can quickly sign up. It doesn't take any time at all. And then there's a magic new menu that shows up just for the authors. And on there is a whole page of things for selling your book and a whole page of things for building your newsletter and a whole page of things that are the other stuff like reviews and whatnot. So you just fill out the form and then I send out a notice to all my readers saying here, this book's available now. And there's a little admin area that the author can go to anytime and see how many people have requested the book and how many people have reviewed already. And they can contact any of these people too. I'm not playing games, trying to keep everyone separated so I can make sure I get money somewhere in the middle. So once you get a reviewer from me, you can keep them for life if you like. So how do you make money off this program? Everything that you sign up for, there's a charge. I try and keep things as low as possible because I know we're all filthy rich, all us indie authors, but <laughs> try to keep it under control. My my Daily Deal newsletter, for example, goes to uh, 100,000 readers now, and it's still $10 for a one-day daily. Compared to, I don't know, BookBub's got millions and millions, but it also might cost you $900 to do it, so... And they don't necessarily send you to their whole list. Now, when you no. send your daily deal, do you send it to all 100,000 people or is it just people who are interested in that particular genre? It's by genre because otherwise it might make some people angry because I have both steamy writers and not so steamy writers. And I try and help everybody I can. But you can also be in multiple genres. So if you're both a cozy mystery and a little edgier, so you want to go to the crime people too, and it's also got some romance, you can you can do multiple genres. So now let's talk about building the email list. This is the golden chalice. Everybody wants to get more email subscribers. So how would someone get more email subscribers at authorsxp.com? There are a couple different ways, and I totally agree. I'm a huge proponent of having your own newsletter. It's the only thing as indie writers that we have any control over. Amazon can change their mind at any moment and do something crazy that makes it harder to sell books. All of them can. But the one thing you have control over is your newsletter. So it's something that if you don't have, please start it. And if you have one, 
don't neglect it. Start building it. I have a weekly giveaway that is genre-based. So I think last week was Christian and this week is urban fantasy. So you can look through the list of upcoming ones and find the ones that fit your genre. Then I can also do private giveaways. So if someone wants to give away a collection of signed hardback books by them or other authors, they can. And I'll send that out to my readers with a link to King Sumo and all those other giveaway programs. You can use any of those, Gleam. Basically, anything that you can think of where I can send something out to my readers, I'll work with you to try and figure out the best way to do it. So if I'm doing a giveaway for some of my books through King Sumo, I could sign up and pay through Authors XP for you to promote my giveaway to your subscribers. Right. That's really cool. Yeah, you can do it that way and you can do it just through the, the weekly things. And then on the weekly giveaways, I have a second page. that So once readers come and they sign up for the giveaways, they are automatically sent to what I call the book fair. So if you're in it, you can add your books to the book fair for free. If they are free, 99 cents, Kindle Unlimited. And then that way, anybody who comes to fill out the form for the giveaway ends up being shown your book where they can actually buy it afterwards too, if they want to. And that's, that's no extra. So walk us through those weekly giveaways. Is it where like everybody gets book one, if you're in the contest or is everyone's entering to win and only a handful of people win? How does that work? The top two prizes are one of every book that's being featured and then there is one winner of each book individually. So the author only has to give away three ebooks at the end, but there's two main prizes and then an individual prize for each one. And if they want to donate a paperback and offer one of those as well, they can, but they don't have to. I'll do a series promotions for authors, which I've found super powerful for my own books. So one of the frustrating things with these kind of daily deal newsletters is you're just featuring one book and you might have multiple books on sale or there might be all sorts of reasons why you want to show your whole series. So on Authors XP, you can also do a series promotion where it's nothing but your books in a dedicated email of you to the readers. And it works the same way as the daily deal, except the whole page is you. And you can mix this up any way you like. So if you have book one free and book three is the one that's 99 cents, you can just do those two books if you like. You can do your whole series up to about 10 books. After that, it starts to get a little crazy. I don't want to send out huge newsletters to people, but it works really well. I do it every time I have a new release. I do that for my own books and it works super well. So let's talk a little bit about marketing and how authors can use not just your tools, but other tools. What mistakes do you see indie authors making when they promote their own books? The only thing I can say is just do your best to keep track of things, because if you're marketing in a void, you're just going to keep making the same mistakes all the time. And if you keep track of things, then you'll know. There's probably the number one thing. You have a promotion, you take out a promo with every site you can find, and because you've got multiple promos on multiple days, you don't know which ones did well and which ones didn't. And you do it again and again and again. <laughs> so you keep giving money to the ones that don't work because they happen to coincide with one of the ones that did. Back when I was marketing director for a, a traditional publishing company, we used to track each promo on a spreadsheet and track the sales the day before, the day of, and the day after. And 
sorting out multiple deals if they hit close together was quite a bit of work <laughs> to figure out which ones were working and which ones were not working. And one of the remarkable things that I found is that different books would perform really differently on different sites or rather the same book would perform really differently on different sites. And it wasn't necessarily that some sites were bad, although a few were bad back then that wouldn't perform for anyone and BookBub performed for everyone. But there was this big middle group that would work really well some of the time for some books. And one of the things that I've come to believe is that each one of these deal sites, these list building sites have a separate community of readers. So if you've been doing book sweeps giveaways or story origin giveaways and you've never tried Authors XP, giving Authors XP a shot or vice versa will introduce you to a whole new group of readers. And that very first time you do it, you tend to see a real big spike because a bunch of people who had no idea who you were are suddenly now signing up for your email list. And you have to be really careful listening to other authors saying, oh, this one worked really well or oh, this one didn't work. Because if they're not in your exact same genre, <laughs> then exactly. it doesn't indicate whether or not it'll be a big hit for you, right? If this site's all romance all the time and their diversity is which kind of romance it is and you've got a military sci-fi, it's not going to do well on that site. Or maybe it's got a smaller military sci-fi audience, but once you do one or two promos on that site, you've pretty much reached that whole audience, whereas their depth of romance readers is almost unlimited. And every time you do a promo and they just keep coming. Exactly. Yeah. It's hard because when you're new to this and you're super excited about marketing and all you want to do is sell your books and you're pushing every place you can and to slow yourself down and say, okay, I'm this for this promo. I'm only going to do somebody on Monday and I'm going to do somebody on Thursday and I'm going to figure out which ones work for me, for my book. And it's tough because it takes you a year or two to work through that. But then after that, you'll save a lot of money. And you get to know what your audience wants and where your audience hangs out. Well, Amy Van Sant, thank you so much for joining us today on the Novel Marketing Podcast. If you've never been to authorsxp.com, I really do encourage you to check it out and give it a shot because you may be surprised that it really works for your book and maybe not and either way let us know at authormedia.social it's our own private social network we'll have comments underneath this episode i have an update on my course obscure no more so back in 2020 we launched this course in a limited beta we had a certain number of students who were going through the course as i made it and if you don't know this is the course on how to build a platform how to develop your website, how to develop a blog, a podcast, how to figure out which of those is right for you. So how to put together a strategy that pieces it all together and ultimately how to build your email list. And I'm currently working on the email module. Once this module is finished, Obscure No More is going to be coming out of beta, which means the price is going to be going up significantly. So if you have been Thinking about getting Obscure No More, I just want to give you a heads up that now is the time to do it. The email module isn't finished yet, <laughs> and I'll send some announcements out announcing when the beta is closing and we have the official launch for the course. My plan is to continue adding modules to Obscure No More 
into the future. One of the things that emerged during the beta process was I would do a live call with the students every month. And that's turned out to be incredibly popular where I, I just host office hours and students who are going through the course ask their questions. We have students from all over the world who will stay up late or wake up early to come to that office hours. People in the United States get to come at a much more convenient time. And that's been a lot of fun. I plan to continue that. So every month there's a live event. In many months, there will be a new pre-recorded module teaching some specific thing. Right now, the beta discount is a lot less than the core price is going to be, and it's a one-time purchase. What I'm leaning towards is that Obscure No More long-term is going to be a membership program. where You pay a monthly fee and you get access to everything as long as you are a member. And so it'll be kind of an ongoing education for people who are wanting more help than what they can get through this podcast. So anyway, if you're curious about Obscure No More, if you want to learn more about the course, just go to authormedia.com slash courses. I have all the information right there, both on Obscure No More and my other courses. Although I'll give you a heads up, many of the other courses are included in Obscure No More. They're bundled in. And so if you're thinking about buying multiple courses, it'll probably be cheaper to get the beta discount on my course, Obscure No More. Our featured patron today is Daniel Bishop, author of Rally Point, Place of Refuge. Leaf and Diana Joe are devastated after she miscarries after so many years of trying to get pregnant. The miscarriage becomes a catalyst for the roller coaster adventure of becoming a foster family. Daniel Bishop, thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Thank you for keeping the show on the air. I could not do it without you and the other patrons. You really make a difference. I have an update on our baby who is learning to crawl. For those of you who've been listening to the last few episodes, each step forward he takes in his crawling journey seems to have a profound principle that can guide us as we learn how to build our career as authors. And he is now able to move himself forward for short distances. He's not truly crawling but he can scooch his arms and move his legs in such a way where he can move a body length or two forward. This is a massive improvement over his previous moving backwards. And so now he has accomplished his goal. He's a baby. He doesn't understand locomotion and that ultimately his goal is walking. His whole motivation for crawling was to get to the toy that was out of reach. Now he can do that. And he has the temptation to let his ambition diminish. And for right now, he's just enjoying being able to get to the toy that's out of reach. And this can happen in our author careers, where our whole goal is finishing the manuscript, or the whole goal is to just get published. <laughs> Once you get published, you check the box, and it's really easy to then write off into the sunset. Now, you can do this if you want your obituary, say, author, you're done, right? Once you're published, you're an author. But for a lot of authors, after a while, they realize that isn't actually what I wanted. I wanted to make a difference or I wanted to make a living. And so you can't camp at being able to scooch with your belly along the floor. <laughs> at some point, our baby Jack is going to want to be able to move from one room to another. And that's going to require actual crawling, actually good crawling technique. And he's going to have to get back into the hard work mode that he's been in for the last couple of weeks. He has been working so hard to learn how to crawl. Crawling is so complicated. You don't appreciate it until you see a 
baby doing it all the wrong ways. And so if that's what's happening for you, you've been coasting, you've been enjoying having the toy, my encouragement for you is to set a new goal because you will be astounded how much greater the next goal is than your current goal. You know, when you couldn't reach the toy and now you can, that seems like the greatest thing in the world. But my baby still sometimes gets stuck in a room where the party is no longer happening, right? The two-year-old and the three-year-old, they're in a different room having fun. He wants to be in that room with them having fun. He wants to be where the action is, and he can't. Right now, the only way to get there is to whine and hope that someone carries him to the other room. And what will hopefully happen soon is that he will start learning how to crawl where he can get to the other room and follow his older brother and sister around the house. (laughs) It will make our parenting job a little bit more complicated. But frankly, I feel like we've childproofed our house as much as a house can be childproofed. So I'm looking forward to him advancing his crawling career. And I'm looking forward to you advancing your writing career. Set a new goal for yourself. Don't set a goal for running a marathon if you're just learning to crawl. But do set a goal that's achievable. And don't feel bad about celebrating the goal that you just accomplished. It is great that he is so happy that he can now reach the toys that were out of reach. The Novel Marketing Podcast is a production of Author Media. Our producer is Lori Christine. This episode's audio was edited by William Umstadt, and the blog post version is crafted by Shauna Lettler. To read the blog post version of this episode, visit authormedia.com slash 330. I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr. saying thank you for listening and live long and prosper.